When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Folks, yesterday I had the honor to sit down with our 44th president, Barack Obama, whose new book, A Promised Land, is out now. Jim? Well, President Obama, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you. I, it, is good to, it, it is good to be seen I've been seeing you on television, but it's oh, good yeah. to see you in person. That's nice. And, uh, That's got to help the demo in some. How old are you? Are you? Are you? I am are way you, over are you, your, are you I, between I'm 18 not, and 54? I'm not the demographic you're looking for. Sorry, it doesn't it's count. It's too late. I apologize. Uh, it doesn't count. Michelle says, "Hey." Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You know, she, good. You know, she loves you. Well, so. I've I've really enjoyed spending some time with her over the last four years. I know. And, yeah. And, and she 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 adores you. She thinks the world of you. I think you're okay. Can we just just take a moment? Can I just I don't, and I want to talk. I just yes. I just want to take a moment to 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 drink you in, for just a moment because <laughs> I'm having to get used to looking at a president. <laughs> Again, you yeah. know I've gotten out of I've gotten I, out of the habit. You got, got I got to warm up for Joe Biden. I don't want to pull anything when I see him take the oath <laughs> of office. They got to ease me into this a little bit. Joe's going to be great, and, and I have no Kamala doubt. is going to be great, I have and no doubt. Um, you know they're they're going to have big challenges ahead, but. Um, uh, you know, we, we've got the potential of uh, returning to uh, a, a presidency that is actually paying attention and, and trying to, you know, do right by all people and not just some. A lot of announcements of cabinet yes. positions over the last two days. People I know. Guys you know, it's a whole lot of return to the sort of uh, the stability and what's that word? Competency. <laughs> of your eight years, which is novel. It's as good as a vacation right now as somebody who actually wants to do the job it's, that they're hired to do. That's an interesting idea, isn't and, it? And have experience and have read yeah. about stuff and yeah. know where countries are. It's great. So, how you been? How you been the last four I, years? I haven't seen a lot of you. No. And but, it's been kind of, I don't know if you've been paying attention, it's been kind of crazy out here. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all a little tired. This is how I want to sit today. <laughs> this is my actual, this is America's posture. We're a little bit like a bone fish right now. It's one of the reasons why it's nice to see you. So, um, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I am good. Uh, yeah. but, but I think that I, I am typical of uh, a lot of, of us who are lucky enough that mm -hmm. our jobs haven't been endangered because mm -hmm. I was already out of a job um, right. uh, as a consequence of COVID. Um, you know, Do you have any prospects? Anything uh, coming down the line? <laughs> I haven't uh, had anybody in our uh, immediate family to get sick. Mm, that's lucky. Um, you know, we, we don't have to worry about the bills. And, uh, you know, so, so on the one hand, we've had our girls at home. That has been a complete joy. For us, I don't know about them. And then, you know, the, the uh, uh, I, I think I've used this phrase before, the uh, 
shambolic nature of uh, the government response obvi obviously has uh, been frustrating. Um, Especially after you've left a game plan yes. for this very specific thing and talked about it before yes. you left. Yes. That, what was that, that like to watch this that, response? That, that's, that's the frustration. Th this would have been hard for anyone. I mean, you see even people like Angela Merkel, who you know, is herself a scientist, mm -hmm. exemplary, uh, you know, but you've still seen some spikes in Germany. Um, but let's take Canada, where the death rate is 39% ours per capita. Right, that, that, that's a measure of if we had done the work that uh, was not rocket science, right? We're not talking about inventing vaccines. I'm glad to see the vaccines now coming on board. But preliminarily, communicating effectively, uh, respecting the science, not undermining uh, the leading epidemiologist in the country mm -hmm. and saying he, he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, being consistent in terms of masks and social distancing, not suggesting that, um, you know, this is some uh, act of oppression, but rather just a common sense thing to prevent people from getting sick. Uh, you know, had we just taken those steps, um, there is no doubt that we would have saved some lives. And ironically, the economy would be better because we would not. Uh, be swinging back and forth in the ways that we have, and people would feel more confidence uh, about um, uh, making day-to-day uh, you know, -day decisions about shopping or you know, uh, besides the out. besides the obvious uh, nature of it is the responsible thing to do. Yes, um, and it is the uh, economically vital thing to do. Right. Are you surprised that they did not see the political advantage it of looking like you cared? As well. And, and, and yes, and, and, and I think that that is a measure of um, how detached from reality and how embedded um, ideological and conspiratorial thinking has become, where uh, you're doing it even when it's to your disadvantage, right? Uh, you know, in, in your original show, Right, mm -hmm. you know, there was a you're, you're satirizing a certain attitude, mm -hmm. but you never thought that folks would actually start believing. I did not know I was a prophet. <laughs> yes. I thought I was a comedian. You thought you were a comedian, mm -hmm. and, but now you're you couldn't make up some of the stuff that you're seeing, and it is to the detriment of the country. But as you said, it's also to the it, it runs contrary to what would have been smart politics if. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the Republicans wanted to uh, maintain the White House. And that, in some ways, is more troubling because now it's no longer even strategic. It is, um, you're drinking your own Kool-Aid uh, in a way mm -hmm. that uh, I, I think is, is, uh, is, is troublesome. And, and uh, one of the big challenges that Joe Biden's going to have is to figure out how to puncture that you know, information bubble that uh, uh, not just Republican officials, but a sizable portion of voters are in right now. That gets you to a question that's buried deep in these pages right here, but it could be the only question I ask you. If I only had one question yes. to ask you right now, it would be, what happens now? 
<laughs> what, what the hell happens now yeah. when you have uh, half or 70% of the Republicans, so maybe about 40% of right. the public, right. think that Joe Biden won by cheating? Yeah. And they, they believe that all these fantasies being promulgated right. about right. Democratic cabals that seem to be pulling the strings in states, Democrat or Republican, right. all over the United States. How do you then speak to those people, even if you're someone like Joe Biden, who's capable, believes in uh, a government doing the job to serve the people right. and is empathetic to the needs and concerns of the people who don't vote for him? Because right. part of, and we'll get to you eventually, but part <laughs> of what I think is extraordinary about what we're about to go through is that you know that Joe Biden actually does care about the people who didn't vote for him yeah. and why they didn't and what they think. Yeah, How he, does he reach those people? Well, I, look, I, I think he's in a good position to, to make the effort. Uh, the fact that he won is indicative of uh, the message he sent uh, of wanting to unify the country. I, I do think people are exhausted by just this, you know, uh, you know, World Wrestling Federation constant cage match. And mm -hmm. people just want to feel as if a day passes without uh, it being dominated by something crazy coming out of uh, the White House. That, that photo opportunity after y'all had yeah. had your conversation in the Oval mm -hmm. Office, and I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time, I've talked about the president a lot for four years, and I've, I've had my fill. <laughs> But uh, that was a chilling moment for me to watch because I perceived in that moment the dignity of the office, or rather the trappings of dignity and um, status that falls upon, rightly, falls yeah. upon the person who holds that office in that moment. And I saw the way, uh, or rather I had a flash, an emotional flash of all the ways that could be abused over the next four right. years. Were you having a similar feeling in that moment? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a concern. And were those concerns borne out over the next four years? Exceeded. Thank you. Mr. President, we have to take a quick break, but stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with President Barack Obama. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. him from his Netflix deal, but I know him as the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. All right. Congratulations on your new book. Yes. By thank the you. way, it is I'm sorry. This is, I just carry it with me everywhere I go. I, have you read this? Cause this is a good book. It's a great book. Great. But 10 million copies. Hard <laughs> yes. to beat. <laughs> that's going to be very hard to beat, but I'm you're a, not a competitive guy. So that's fine. I'm, I've already waved the white flag. Okay, good. Come on, man. I do and want to point you know something out. A, what, yes? Any uh, illusion that I might catch up, it turns out that uh, 
now that my book is selling, yes. they all package it with her book. So she keeps on selling more. Wow. So I can't... I, it's, it's hopeless. By the way, I, I, I am enjoying Thank you. Uh, A Promised Land. Yes. Uh, originally, you thought it would be done in about two years, I think, <laughs> yes. and about 500 pages. Yeah. It's four years. It's 758 pages, and it's only volume one. Yeah. Okay. Who will be finished first, you or George R.R. R. Martin? <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know the reference, Game of Thrones. Everyone Thrones? knows the reference. Sir. Do they? More people have read his books. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Very popular. Look, I, the difference is, uh, uh, by the time there's a TV show about this, mm-hmm. I will have finished. In the book, yeah. you actually I- investigated the idea, explored the idea of running for president, even talked to some people about it, before you mentioned it to your wife. First question, what? <laughs> and follow-up, wow. <laughs> and then you say, what do you think of it? If you say no, it's no, and she says, then no. And then you keep going. How, you should write a book about how to get away with that. That's a bestseller. How did you get away with that? And what were you thinking? Uh, clearly, I was not thinking. Uh, well, as I described, the, the way that the conversation around me running for president happens, uh, and I know that there are a lot of folks who think, ah, you know, this is all nonsense, he's, he's, he's not playing it straight. But the, the friends of mine and, and staff will confirm this. We were firm about me not running for president because I had just been elected to the U.S. Senate. And the notion that I was somehow going to make this leap two years later into launching a presidential campaign did not make sense. But um, partly because I was you know, the new shiny object, and, uh, you know, the press was sort of fascinated, intrigued with uh, me as the only African-American in the Senate. I'd given the speech in uh, the Democratic National Convention. There, you get this chatter, and I, I keep on getting asked about it, and we're rebuffing it, et cetera. But um, it starts taking on a life of its own, and there comes a point at which I start having serious conversations you know, with Harry Reid and other people who are serious leaders of the party saying, you really should think about it. And it is at that point that I do go to talk to Michelle about it. Um, and she does, and it, her initial response is no. But what I said to her is we still need to think through all the different elements of it, and if at the end of that you still say no, okay. then it's no. And she sort of changed her mind, kind of. No, I've read it. She does. But what is absolutely true is, uh, uh, and I've never uh, fully gotten out of the doghouse for this, is that I put her and our kids through an extraordinarily stressful, difficult um, sequence uh, in, in deciding to run for president right after I had just gone through a, a tough race. And, um, you know, uh, Michelle stayed angry at me about it. You know, it would flare up every so often, but she stayed uh, mad about it uh, through all eight years. <laughs> and there was a little carryover uh, of an extra <laughs> year and a half tail. 
after that. And uh, um, I, I think we, you know, she finally s sort of forgave me um, until this interview, in which case I think it's brought up all these bad memories. And uh, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be facing when I get home. You write this in the book. This, I was coming to realize, was the nature of the presidency. Sometimes your most important work involved the stuff nobody noticed. What's something nobody still hasn't noticed that you guys did? I'm sorry, I had to speed it up a little bit there. For the, for the read, we just only have we only have an hour. So go ahead. By the way, if, if that was an imitation of me, that was terrible. I will play your book back right now and show you. It might be that's how slowly you read your book. It books, might sir. be that slow, but it sounds so much better when I do it. Anyway, I'll, I'll grant you that. We'll move on. I'll grant you that. Um, here's a good one: appliances. You didn't think about this much. I did not over the course of my presidency because of new rules for energy efficient appliances uh, taking millions of metric tons of greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere, the equivalent of taking 20 million automobiles off the road annually um, because, you know, your fridge runs a little bit better or your washer dryer. And, and I would include, by the way, you know, uh, preparations on things like pandemic, if you were actually paying attention to it. You know, that's the kind of stuff that, um, if you're doing it right, people don't notice. Uh, and, but if you screw up, then it's, it's bad. Let's take another quick break. We'll be right back with more President Barack Obama. President, you're famous for your competitiveness. Um, would you like to take me on in a game of waste basketball? Absolutely. Okay, let's hit some baskets. Now, we're done. let me ask you a question. Did he practice a lot uh, on this whole uh, waste basket uh, basketball idea? Oh. Has he been practicing for like all month? No. For this? no. I, 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 would you like to take some practice shots first? Would you like to take some practice shots? I don't need practice shots against you. All right, baskets right over there. Inside your your thing over oh, here. I already have mine. You already uh, have yours right there. There are ten, ten paper balls. Yours are yellow legal pad, which is, I believe, how you wrote this book. Yeah. And what are yours? I got blue script paper. Broadcast how come paper. yours seem like crumpled up a little bit more? Because I came in and I pre-squeezed them. Not, not, not only, not ball, only did you practice, but like, look at this one. <laughs> look at this one compared to yours. That's all. Take a, take a moment. Take a moment. Man. You want to trade? Do you want to trade balls? No, but I, I, just, I just think as a matter of principle, the fact that you, you didn't. So here it is. It's just, it's just uh, are, 10. Are we timing this, or are you just going to go 10, and then I'm not going to go 10? Uh, we we'll go, we'll, well, we can shoot at the same time if you want. I, I, I just don't trust you. All right, come on, let's go. Do you want to make it interesting? If, if, if I win, you have to mention me in your next book. And what, what if I win? What do you want? Nobody's going to read your book anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not going to lose. How about right. this? How about, uh, how about uh, uh, I'll, I'll make a donation to your library? 
that now that that is worth <laughs> worth. Uh, All right. Is this an equal distance, by the way? Uh, they measured it out. All right. Yeah. Ready? Yep. <laughs> We're terrible. Oh, that's a good Pressure's shot. Pressure's on. Oh, oh you got you got a. Oh no. Oh man. Oh. It's what I do. <laughs> it's what I do. Hold on. It's not finished yet. How many? How many more you got? I got five more over here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got. I got. I got to okay. make at least these last three. I'm. I'm spending all my time crumpling my balls here. All right. Oh, that was so cool. Colbert, I'm getting crushed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh. Woo! I didn't even hit one. How am I going to live this down? Hold on a second. I got one more. I got it. This check. is for everything. Oh! <laughs> you let me win. No. Look at me. <laughs> all right. That made this my favorite interview of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I will never. I've, I've lost my swag on Stephen Colbert. Really? Very last question. It's yes. not even a question. It's just a statement. Thank you for being president. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. We'll be dropping classic bits and celebrity interviews seven days a week while the show goes on hiatus for summer break. The Late Show will be back on July 18th with all new episodes. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pod Show, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. For more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.